Well, here we go. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having an amazing week. Darren Chetty here. People, big news. I'm not on the floor of my bedroom. I'm now on the couch. It's a big step for me, and I'm pretty sure uh, this is going to be a totally different energy because uh, I'm sitting on a actual furniture. But hey, today I thought I would talk about... Um, I don't know if people are interested in showbiz stuff, but being a TV host, how to become a Bollywood TV host. Or actually, it's a TV host in general, because I did that for a long time, and uh, I get a lot of questions still about random stuff, and and I'm going to start by saying everyone's path is different in Hollywood. That's the one thing I've noticed and seen. Nobody has the same path. You can try to emulate somebody, but... Your journey is going to be totally different than the next person. But you can, uh, you can try, and that'll set you on somewhere. And that's the most important thing is, is trying. So, so let's go. I was uh, a comedian in, in New York City. That's where I started doing stand-up comedy. And as a comedian, you, you automatically learn how to be yourself. Well, obviously, I'm like a character comedian now, but when I started, that's what I did. I did stand-up, and I wasn't that good. Uh, I learned how to write jokes, but I learned how to be myself on stage. Like, that's really what stand-up comedy is. Like, yeah, you have funny material, but people laugh at the essence of you. You know, like like Bill Burr, who's a big comedian. Yeah, he's funny, but it's the essence of Bill Burr that people latch onto. Once you have that trust of the audience that people think you're funny... And you can really say whatever you want. I mean, uh, so that's my theory in comedy. Like, you have to know who you are. So uh, I developed that in New York. And when I got to L.A., uh, it was a battle. Like, I had no job. And I was passing out flyers on the street. I was, like, giving out movie passes, which was ridiculous. Like, that's a story on its own. Like, in L.A., they have these uh, movie theaters and they have these movies that come out in advance like a year from now and they have these sneak previews and they hire these guys to give out free passes to uh, people on the street and then in exchange for seeing the movie you have to fill out like an evaluation like a 20 minute evaluation answer questions it's almost like a, a test screening so uh, one time I gave a flyer to Paul McCartney outside the Arclight <laughs> he was like he goes, who's in the movie? And I said, Dennis Quaid. And he goes, no thanks, I'm okay. And he kept walking. And I was like, wow, I just met a Beatle my second week in L.A. So um, I did that for about a month. It sucked. I wasn't that good at it. And then my friend, who, uh, his name's Sid Jaycar. He's a big Bollywood editor guy in India now. Like, he got me a job at this place called Showbiz India. And take note, I'm like the most whitewashed Indian kid. Like, I'm South Asian, and, you know, I was raised Hindu and all that stuff, but, I mean, I grew up in New Hampshire, end of the day. So, I never grew up in Bollywood. Um, I, I did go to India summers growing up. I lived with my grandparents, whatever, but I'm not, like, huge in, like, Indian culture in general. So, it was kind of a weird pairing that I ended up working on this South Asian entertainment show in in Pasadena, right? I got, it's actually in my book. If you, I'm sure everyone's bought my book who listens to this. It's a huge bestseller. Um, so I go to uh, 
my friend's like, oh yeah, go to this this uh, Bollywood TV network. It's in it's in Pasadena. Seriously, there's like ten people who work there, if that, maybe eight. It's like this small like hole in the wall office, and I meet the CEO, and it's a, actually a big, wide, widespread show. Like it was broadcast in L.A., San Francisco, New Jersey. I don't know, Texas, these pockets, Houston, like pockets of South Asians. So people would watch the show. So I go in there and I went to film school. So I knew how to like write and shoot stuff, whatever. And she hires me as a lady. It was Reshma, Reshma Doherty, who I'm still acquaintances with her to this day. I mean, she's still on TV. You can catch her every weekend somewhere. Uh, Showbiz India. She still hosts the show. And I think she's like expanded her empire. So she hires me as a as a writer, right? And she's like, oh, you know, you can write segments, whatever, for, you know, $12 an hour or whatever she was paying. Most Indians, I mean, in general that I found, I don't want to say cheap, but that's what it is. It's not like they hook you up with some amazing job. It's just what it is. So that's what I thought it was. So it was like, this is just like another job for me that I'm just going to work here for like a month and get the hell out of here as fast as possible. And that job turned out to be like the crux of like my filmmaking foundation. Because I went to film school, I went to NYU film school, but at NYU, like I always taught how to make films with a full crew, you know, like a five-person crew. There's a lighting guy, sound guy, and all this stuff. And when I was coming up in like 2005, that's when like the digital age started happening. And and that's where I met uh, Atif Mirza, who's a good friend of mine, and he was like hired to be like an editor there and... and uh, we started, uh, somehow or another, like, I ended up with my own segment on the show. Like, uh, Reshma was looking to expand her show, and she wanted to make a segment for, like, youth on her show. Like, young kids. And I was, like, in my 20s. So I had this comedy segment called Generation Daisy, which was pretty much my segment that I could... <laughs> and she gave me, God bless Reshma, she gave me, you know, carte blanche to do whatever I wanted every weekend. I could make, it was like a like a five-minute segment, if that, and I would just, uh, I'd go to, like, Indian parties, and basically, oh, so let me backtrack, so basically, there's other hosts on the show who are already there on the show, and I was supposed to be the writer-producer, right, so, uh, so, obviously, I've said this before, but, like, talent is flaky, and we go to these parties, like, these Indian parties, and it's almost, like, wild and out that e-entertainment show we like interview kids and everyone's drunk and shit it's ridiculous experience so we go to this one school to do uh to do a shoot to interview kids and the host called in sick right and uh my boss was like hey you're a comedian just do it because we need like a segment and i'd been doing stand-up at that point for eight or nine years so i knew how to be myself so i hosted it and uh it went well and Next thing I know, she was like, oh, you know, just start hosting the show. You know, just start hosting your segment. Screw it. And that's what I did. So every weekend, I would go to these different schools and uh, around California, and I would interview. It was like, my God, it was such a, I mean, I'm really putting a rose, I'm painting a picture through roseate lenses because it was like uh, just a free flow alcohol, kids being kids, you know, no parents around. And I drive everywhere in California, like an hour, two hours away, and we do these segments. And at first, it was a blast. It was like, you know, meeting girls and 
you know, I wasn't a big drinker, but still, like, just being out every weekend, Friday, Saturday night, getting paid to do it. Uh, and she didn't even check our time card, so we would just put, we wouldn't rip her off or anything like that. But, you know, I was going to be paid to go party, essentially. And I'd interview people, and, and I sharpened my hosting skills. I was on on, sh- on this Indian show every week, week, yeah, every weekend on uh, Sundays. And that expanded to me doing sketches. And you can still look up... Uh, I think Generation Daisy sketches, Showbiz India sketches. I think I'm somewhere on YouTube somewhere. And that taught me how to be a filmmaker. I was like, wow, I'm actually making these short mini sketches and films every weekend. And I started getting recognized off of this show because like Indians would watch it. Not like white people, but Indians would watch it. And that led to like me doing DCOC with Atif Mirza and Bobby Khan, blah, blah, blah. But that's really where... I learned how to be a host and I was like, there's a camera in front of me and I was sharpening. I started getting uh, less nervous whenever I was talking into a microphone, how to deal with drunk kids, how to interview. And at one point, um, I realized Rachel started sending me out to uh, do these press junkets. So I'd go to these movie press junkets and I would start interviewing like real celebrities. I interviewed, uh, I interview like... Um, Neil Patrick Harris when he did it, when he did Harold and Kumar too and a few others. Um, it was a lot of fun. Also, that job I realized that having a boss sucks. I mean, I really hate, this is how ungrateful I am. Like I really hated that job when I was there because I remember one time it was getting so popular and people were like writing me fan mail and whatever. And one time uh, I was scheduled to do a shoot and. My boss pulled me off the shoot. She like sent the intern to go host it, and the intern didn't even show up for the shoot. And I realized, oh, you know what? This sucks when other people have control over your career. And that's when I was really determined to make my own stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna start doing day COC. And so that was a catalyst for me actually doing things on my own and learning other skills, like learning how to how to edit properly, learning how to produce, learning how to. Uh, um, you know, work a camera, whatever, like, I was just so determined to, like, do things on my own, because, man, if anybody's listening, self-reliance is, is huge in this town, you never want to, even like, we're not right now, like, I'm talking to a phone by myself, again, not saying being by yourself is the answer, but, man, being able to do different things, so you don't have to rely on somebody, so you're not waiting on somebody's schedule, that's a big difference, that'll save you a lot of anxiety and uh, aggravation, so, so that was that, and um, it was weird because as I was doing these segments, like I would just schedule them, and I would magically somehow put it all together. And I surprised myself, and I was like, "Wow, I'm actually good at this!" Like I've been consistent for I don't know a year, however I ran, however long I ran that show, maybe two, three years. That segment, like I was very consistent in being able to produce a segment every week, and I always delivered. And I, and I, I remember thinking, like late at night, I was hanging out in, like the editing room by myself as usual at like 12 a.m. And I was like, I was like, man, this is where I'm supposed to be by myself in front of a computer editing. And I'm still like that today. Like you will find me by myself editing, working. Like I'm just like a, I'm a solitary person, but, um, you know, that's also given me a lot of, a lot of leverage to do my own things and get things done. 
Uh, I'm, I think discipline is huge in this town. Whatever you do in life, discipline is huge. And I've been very disciplined to make stuff because I love it. So anyways, I did that segment for like uh, a couple years, I want to say. And I was so fed up. You know what? It's, it's so funny because as I was doing that, I should have really been trying to. I never really occurred to me in my mind of being a TV host. It was so easy for me, so natural that I was like, oh, I can always do this another time and come back to it. And I got an opportunity to go produce for this network called G4, G4 Television. And it was like a real segment producing job. So having uh, you know worked in guerrilla filmmaking with, with uh, Showbiz India for so many years, I was so ready and trained to work for G4. And uh, I just left, pieced out, worked at uh, G4 for a couple of years. You know, I was shooting stuff with Atif, making my own things. And, you know, years later, like after, you know, I had like a mini breakdown and I tried to get back into hosting again, man, those walls were closed. I could not break back in. I had a good reel. I had been a host. I'd been a comedian for so many years. And I reached out to so many agents. I could not get a hosting agent, a TV hosting agent. I was like, I'm good at this. I can't believe nobody's even responding to my emails. So this is what I did. And people ask me all the time, because I have a hosting agent now, not that it's like some amazing agency. It's, like, it's a good agency. But what's hard about hosting now is they hire a lot of reality TV show stars and stuff to host things. So it's really competitive or these influencers. So as good as I am, and I think I'm good, it's really competitive for me to get work because I'm going up against guys who are, who are you know, B-level stars. And that's who networks and digital outlets want to hire nowadays. It is what it is. So I was like, I better take action because nobody's hiring me to be a, a TV host. And I thought this was a, a good way to make money. So I took my phone and I started making a travel show. And I started, I went to New Hampshire when I was living in New Hampshire, I moved to New Hampshire for two months and I shot I shot a thing called Tharn's Travels in New Hampshire and you can see it on on YouTube or on my website, Think Tharn, and I shot it and the thing went viral. Like it had like forty thousand, thirty thousand views on Facebook. And and I actually did a stand up comedy show in New Hampshire and I sold it out because of that video. And I was like, This is interesting and I went from town to town shooting this travel show I went to Florida, Plant City, Florida. I went to Woodstock, Vermont. I went to Kenny Bunkport, Maine, Lake Arrowhead, California. Um, you know, the list goes on. I've, I went to like at least 20 different towns by myself, shooting this, editing it, hosting it by myself. And, and it got a ex- crazy amount of views. I'm actually kicked off Facebook right now for some inane reason. They said it's a national security threat. But if you go to my Facebook yeah, this is a true story. They thought it was a national security threat, which I don't even understand to this day. But my page still exists, Tharn Shetty Comedy, and you can see my old travel shows. And I did it all by myself. And I took those shows, and I started emailing uh, agents. Again, nobody responded back. And I was like, hey, I'm a Tharn Shetty. I'm a comedian. I'm diverse. You know, I know how to shoot stuff. And one guy, his name's Paul Bartuya. I'm saying his last name right. Uh... Again, I will say names. I don't care. I will just drop names and say what it is. But he was a cool dude. He works at a commercial talent agency. He's, he's my hosting agent today. 
And he called me and he was like, I can't believe you even made all this shit. And he's like, just come in. I'll meet with you because you've emailed me three times. And he's the only guy that met with me, by the way. So I go in, I meet with him, we hit it off, we talk, and he goes, okay, dude, you know what, uh, I will sign you. He signed me, and, and I have a hosting agent, and I've gone, on for, I've gone on for a couple things. I haven't booked anything, but I'm repped, which is more than a lot of people in this town. But when people ask me for advice, they're like, I remember I had this girlfriend. I had this girlfriend once, and... Whenever I have a girlfriend, I always make the mistake of just killing myself to help her, whatever she wants. And there was this girl, she wanted to be a host, and I got her fully repped. And I was like, push against my hands. I was like, push against my hands. And she did. And I was like, what does this She's like, what does this mean? I was like, you have to face resistance. You have to push back. You know, you can't just rely on me to help you. And that's how I viewed getting a hosting agent. Like, nobody was helping me. I know a lot of people in this town, and I reached out to a lot of people for help. Nobody helped me. So that's just like a metaphor for life. Like life's going to push you and you got to push back, my man. You got to push back hard. And that's what I did. I, I shot my own show and I got a hosting agent and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. Now, my friends told ask me, they're like, dude, how can you stop doing that travel show? And this is what I tell them. I really think you have to do what's authentic to you. I did that show for six, seven months. It was a blast. I got to see different towns and I was like, oh, I'll be the next Anthony Bourdain. I'll be like the Indian guy. And I got really popular in these different towns. Like, I actually built up my, my fan page. Like, they're like three, 4,000 people. But it started to be, um, I started not to like it after a while. I was like, you know what? I'm just kind of forcing myself to, <laughs> to smile. I didn't even enjoy it anymore. And when I stop liking something, I won't do it anymore. That's something which I've always done. Like, if I don't like something, I will parachute out of there as fast as possible i refuse to be uh inauthentic there's got to be there's got to be a fidelity to your true self whatever that may mean to you and for me i was like i'm gonna go back to my um you know writing shooting sketches and you know writing my book and just you know being who i am and exploring that lane whatever that may mean so oh this is another thing for people who want to be a host. So, yes, I, I'm a self-taught host. I was a comedian, and then I hosted on that Indian show. But I also took a bunch of classes, too. Like, I took all these hosting classes in L.A. Because you have to know how to read a teleprompter. You have to know how to uh, interact with other hosts. Like, say you do, like, a group hosting thing. So there are these classes in L.A. Wherever you are, you can find them. I wouldn't say you've got to be in this class every every. Um, two months you got to keep re-enlisting but take a one class just so you have an understanding of how to read a teleprompter and you have the basic tools if this is what you want to do um it's so weird because when i was in the hosting class i kept seeing all these famous celebrities in the class because i guess the acting world is so competitive and now these famous actors are trying to get hosting work and i was like man this is insane like to see these actors in the in my hosting class like trying to get work like uh Remember uh, the guy Karamo Brown, who's on Queer Eye, was in my class. I know that dude from back in the back in the day, and he was kind of already an MTV star. And I was like, this guy's trying to get this guy I'm competing against. Like this is already this is already a known guy. So just so you know, the hosting world is really competitive. They're also looking to hire like you know hot girls on E, whatever. And honestly, I was up for a job at E uh, to be a host there, and 
I actually had a meeting with E, E News, and I went in there. And they were supposed to come out and watch me and uh, do stand-up comedy. And I spent like two weeks watching E! News. And I was like, man, this sucks. I cannot watch this show anymore. Like, I watch E! News every day. And I was like, man, this is not who I am. Like, I could not give a shit about Kim Kardashian or, you know, who won The Bachelor. So there were some red flags already there for me. But I'm really glad that I went through that experience. Because I think being able to host is a a valuable skill set. Like, I think... uh, you know, being able to talk in front of people and having confidence you know, in any daily interaction. Not that I'm some social butterfly, but you know, I do have that tool set. And I think uh, if you want to explore that, you know, it's there. Also, I would suggest, you know, you got to be in New York, L.A. if you want to do the hosting stuff for real. Or if you're like a news person, you got to like start one of these small markets. You know, like go move to like Montana and, and host for a news station. I don't know. I'm just saying this is what I've seen. Uh, but it's a lucrative thing. It seems like a fun career and, and, uh, you know, it's possible. Anything is possible. So there you have it, people. That's how I, uh, became a Bollywood TV host and, and digitally. And and now I'm on a couch hosting my own, (laughs) hosting my own, I guess, lunatic thoughts. Have a great weekend coming up. Take care. Bye.